Previously on AFTN. Three of their guys are going to the Pacific FC training camp. I won't name who they are because it's maybe not, not fair to the, the guys, but it's three guys, regulars with Reno's Tigers. They've been invited to the training camp. They've been at the trials. They've impressed. So they've been invited back. One of them's Japanese, which if anyone knows Reno's Tigers will narrow down who yeah, their no, one Japanese player is. Away. I'll give you, I'll break some The other one's five foot seven. News. <laughs> As blue eyes. <laughs> plays, plays left back. <laughs> the other one is a forward. Actually, I, the other one is Ellie Gindo, who I, I'm a big well, fan of. You're just going to have to edit this out. Welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM. Broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful British Columbia. And if you're listening to this show on the podcast, this is episode 318. I am Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And what a busy week in... Oh no, wait a minute, so that was my script from a few months ago. Oh yeah, nothing's happened. (laughs) Yep, another quiet week in Whitecaps <laughs> land. Nothing super happened? No, nothing at all. I didn't find it that super. We'll come to that as the show goes on. As I, like, I know we're into 2019 now, but I feel, I still feel in a 2018 kind of mood. So in homage to the Whitecaps, we're giving away presents every week on the, the AFT and soccer show. And we're going to start with the big news of the week. Zach's present from Christmas has arrived. And Steve, I got a shipping notification. Yours is on the way. Okay, let me do... Should we do... Are you in them now? No, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to do Steve's first. Oh, oh yeah. Steve. Steve. Steve got a present last Part week. Two. If you weren't listening last week, Steve already had the present. So, Zach took it back to whatever rinky-dink... I told him I would take it, it back for him. No, no, I told him I would take it for free. Okay, but. so it's a legendary... Uh, the game we this we is right here, this one right here. Oh, um, it's a Champions expansion pack. Thank oh, you. Tell Zach. them who's in it. Uh, Alfonso Davies. You got the new Incredible Hulk, uh, Gwen Poole, Nova, Kamala Khan. Yeah, and Vision. Oh, the Vision and Fing Fang. Foom. Vision's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Fing Fang Foom and some clown named pa- Pagliucci or Pagliucci. Or? Yeah, they're new. The new villain. Well, Fing oh, Fang Foom's an old villain yeah. from. He uh, was uh, awesome in the 1982 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. That, I think you're thinking '94. The keeper for Italy. I'm thinking yes. that who's the who was the bold referee? Was that actually not him? No, that's Kalina. Paluigi's from the isn't he from the Per Luigi Kalina? Ah, that's who I'm thinking. He's of. from the. Oh, opera. I have an, I have another gift for you. This is from Massimo. 
but Will said, oh, you should give it to Steve. So Massimo months ago got tickets or was invited to the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the premiere, whatever thing of Deadpool 2. Okay. And so he doesn't go to movies, but he went anyways. And so he got these. This is, he, he got one of these, so there's one. Oh, here. cool. What's it called? It says on what it's called. A desk buddy. A desk buddy. Don't open it. It loses value. <laughs> you can't sell it on eBay if you open I don't it. Think, I don't think this has any value. The giveaways. Ah. I think this probably just hooks onto something like a pencil. I think it just sits on your desk. Ooh. Oh. There you go. There you go. I'll put That's right from Massimo. That's from Massimo. Yeah, put him there. Thanks, Mass. Okay, you saddos. Let's get back to some football talk. Let's give Zach his present. No spoilers, but it's football related. Because I hey. thought when we gave presents on a football show, we would do football <laughs> presents, but apparently not. Or oh, I, I could take back the Negan bat if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, roll the exchanger with the blood that's on it. <laughs> Oh, Michael. Okay, so I've wrapped yours in a pussy paper. It's a, it's it's, a cat. It's a cute yeah. cat, yep. The thing is about... If you have this, I'm afraid you do. It's a bit wet, I've just noticed, because my grapes were in with it. Sorry. The thing is, the, oh, the, the, the thing is, getting you something football-related was, like I said, no, it's impossible. impossible. Be impossible. Enough, yes. Yeah. I think I already have your gift for next year lined up. Huh. Well, if you already have this, just re Should I op- it. open it? Yeah, open it. That's the whole point of is giving it, a, it to you now. It's not a book. No. Yes. You're good at guessing, you said, so... It doesn't feel like closing the box. No. Open it. Okay. They're giving me the open it, hurry it up sign. They give it to me every week. He looks confused. (laughs) I don't know if it means he has it. No, I do not have this. This is wonderful. I went over budget for the both of you because your presents were late. Oh, no. Hey, don't worry. This is awesome. This is, uh, for those not watching. Oh, (laughs) build a a stadium. it's It's a 3D puzzle. Of the Fußball Arena München, also known as the Allianz Arena. This is beautiful, Michael. Because uh, I, I actually got that for my nephew, who was a Man City fan. I do not have this. Oh, and there's I, other I, ones. I got him uh, the stadium that they played. I, I also have this box, <laughs> which is a, a build-your-own Whitecaps waterfront stadium. <laughs> Sadly, it is empty. This is awesome. I am over seven years, so I can build it. Yes. I know. I thought you liked your kid stuff, so like Lego. It, I guess it's a cheap knockoff Lego thing. The... No, it's a puzzle. No, yeah. it's a puzzle. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost made of cardboard. 150 yeah. pieces. That was going to be your present next year, but now this year's present that still hasn't arrived from China will be next year's. Will be next year's present. I've sent Greg Anderson on a trip though to get it. We booked him another another flight from the AFT and travel agency, so he he's whizzing his way off to China now. Might come back with a player or two. We'll have to see what happens. Oh, but I thought that present was quite fitting because no, great. another big news today yes. is Alfonso Davies. One game. Made his Bayern Munich. One victory. It was a meaningless cup One trophy. Half a game. Hey, yeah. 45 Meaningless minutes. cup. The Telecom Cup. Actually, it used to be a preseason tournament. Hmm. And now they put it in the So a meaningless the cup. I was talking to someone yesterday <laughs> who they, said, are you getting up to watch this? Like, it's not even a proper game. But yeah. they, they, they actually allowed him to raise it, though. Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. gave him yeah. the chance to raise it. He had a, a nice little move, a little nutmeg. Got brought down the box for a penalty. I felt definitely was clipped. Ball was going out, but he was. It clipped. wasn't given. No. no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he did well. Good to see him getting forty-five minutes and big game against the, Hoffenheim on the eighteenth, which is the first yeah. Bundesliga game back. So we'll so see if he gets. I, yeah, I, the thing there. is, that I watched the YouTube video that Byron uh, put out on him, and you got uh, Thomas Mueller. You got uh, the goalkeeper. Neuer, Neuer. Manuel Neuer. Yeah. Uh, Happy they, Neuer. They, they were talking like glowingly about him. The fact that he's fitting in. Um, he seems to be a, like a really fun guy to hang around with. He's got great ability. And he has, Lew, Lewandowski said he, was, he, he has a potential to be a star. 
or something like that in the well, newspapers today. What what are they going to say? Of though? course, they're going to say it, but they wouldn't. That guy, but honestly, but honestly, they wouldn't. I don't think they, I don't no. think they would pronounce it no. that much yeah. without like. I think they would uh, bring it down if they didn't feel like right. it was the case. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least it didn't go who that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking about? Which guy? Um, no, it's, it's it's exciting times for him. The the Hoffenheim game, I, I think I might have said this once a long time ago on the show, but Hoffenheim is kind of like, after Dead Bull, probably the second least liked club in, in Germany because it is also this kind of like, uh, this owner from nothing that, you know, like the town of Hoffenheim is like uh, Sensheim where the stadium is like 3,000 people and it's like a 30,000 seat stadium and he kind of just kind of bought their way through the leagues and there's not a, people do not like Hoffenheim. Yeah. But it's going to be a game. The great, the great thing is um, Sportsnet. Sportsnet World. No. but oh, it's going to be on proper putting, Sportsnet. Yeah. Well, John Molinero tweeted out that they're putting on all the channels. See. I'm excited. That That is good but at the same time you buy Sportsnet World for which, a reason. Which I haven't yet. To get this additional <laughs> this stuff. I haven't had it for a few years They now. said it was the home of the FA Cup and then last weekend all the FA well not all but a lot of the FA Cup games were on the main channel so it's not a big incentive for no. you to actually go it, and buy the channel. It's going to be weird to see what happens with uh, if because they're losing the Premier League or maybe they'll get one game a week or whatever but it, but how long much longer do they have the Bundesliga rights mm. and are they going to then make that their they're everything the, on all their channels. The thing is, the, I believe, and I'm, I could be mistaken, that if you get, if you just have the regular Sportsnet and you go online, yes. Sportsnet now, you can watch all the Bundesliga. No, no, no. Or Bayern this, and this, Dortmund. This is, no, this is how it works. Okay. Because uh, I do this. this is, I think I've mentioned this before. But what happens is if you have the Sportsnet channels, you have access to Sportsnet now. So on Sportsnet now, what you can watch is whenever they don't aren't showing a Bundesliga game live yes. on Sportsnet World, it's yeah. available on Sportsnet now. There's only one time where they didn't do that, and I tweeted at them. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. But Oh, that looks good up there. Deadpool's rising. So the other big news this week, the Whitecaps have another player. No, 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 no. Fanfare emoji. No, no, he's not signed to an MLS contract. That's true. True. But he's not Man, a he's, he's not a, pissing my he's parade no more, so often. He's no I more, have to go wear a Macintosh. He's no, he's no more a white cap player than you are in that UB. Than you are a UBC. I've got a chance. Than you are a UBC player. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, you said white cap player. I'm turning up to training camp next Monday expecting a scrimmage. Which, to be fair, I've got every chance of. Yeah. There is a good chance there's going to be more media at the White Caps media day next Monday than actual players. There's going to be media there. Oh, maybe not. I don't know how many folk have annoyed. We'll see. <laughs> or, or how many? Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, Brendan McDonough, 22-year-old centre-back from Georgetown. 63 appearances in the college game over four years. Only two goals and two assists. So he's not a big scoring centre-back like was, some of the other guys. He's been the captain the for the years. last two years as well. Yeah, we always seem to go for the, the captains. They and like leadership. Mad Santos, so he, he got his man. 35th and he got the guy that he wanted he, yeah that's that's another thing you hear did you talk about though. that yet <laughs> no he did say that <laughs> McDonough well he comes from a good sporting stock yeah Steve was telling me all this son of Arizona Cardinals vice president of player personnel Tony McDonough Terry Terry, Terry McDonough yeah. It, one of his uh, brothers, uh, Sean, is um, McDonough. Is, is, used to do play-by-play for Monday Night Football, but he also uh, did uh, play-by-play for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, I don't like that. Another brother of his, I can't remember his name. I think it might be Ryan Something McDonough. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it might be Ryan. He was he was the GM of the Phoenix Suns, which is a basketball team. 
His grandfather was one of the most famous sports writers out of Boston. Um, actually, uh, was one of the first sports writers to be on television for like Sunday football. Um, uh, Will McDonough. Uh, so, like I said, a lot of stock, but it's weird because his his father and his two uncles have championship rings in each of their sports. So it's a wonder. Oh, that's like, an omen. Yeah. So it's basically one has it in football, American football. One has it in. Uh, hockey, uh, hockey, a baseball, and one has a basketball. Interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting to see what he does. Yeah. Well, let's hear just a, a little snippet from Mark DeSantos from Friday's draft, just talking about going for Brendan McDonough. Brendan is a, um, a centre back that has a, a good margin to progress. Um, he's a player that uh, catched our eye um, when we were looking at the combine and e- even before. Um, and he's a center back that, again, um, has the ability to play in a back four or in a back three. Um, we like speaking with him also to, to learn about the person. Um, he's comfortable on the ball. Um, he's aggressive uh, defensively, uh, so so we're proud to, to have him. We knew that at the 35th pick, uh, we had to pick the best player possible, and he was always number one. Uh, for us uh, in that type of round so so we're happy with the pick you've said you want center backs that have pace that have speed can get up and down the pitch does he have that in his locker he doesn't have uh, maybe all of it now but he has a lot of the tools uh, to say that he has everything we want in a center back would would make him perfect no but he's a a player with a great margin to progress Uh, he wants to learn he's intelligent um, so we think that he's very close to to the type of profile that we look for He's not here at the draft. Were you able to speak to him by phone? Is yes. he excited? Yeah, very, very excited. He enjoyed a lot our talk and um, he's very happy to come to Vancouver. Was there any interest in the club moving up maybe to the first round or swapping picks around at all? No, no interest there. Why? Because we just felt that to move up there we would have to give a lot um, and we felt that in, in that moment uh, it was in our place. We're, we're focused in other areas in the club right now. So just some thoughts there from Mar de Santos. A Co- couple of other things about uh, McDonough. He talked about his intelligence. He was on the all-academic team. Oh, uh, I think he went into Georgetown with a 4.1 GPA, which is more than four is the max usually. Um, a couple of, uh, go ahead with what you were going to say. Well, he Googles. <laughs> I know he's not Google. He has notes. I have notes. I, I know he's there. very organized tonight. He's always oh, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. Um, Something else DeSantis said on Friday after the draft is he doesn't want to put any pressure on McDonough. So they kind of kept him away from the, the media. He didn't do any chats. Don't want to build his hopes up that he's going to be definitely hanging around. But he's not calling him a trialist either. He's also not saying he's definitely going to be part of the team. They want to just have a look at him. I think that's fair. Second round picks don't notoriously do much. With the Whitecaps, at least. With a lot of teams, really, think, but especially in the Whitecaps. Jeff, We've had Jeff, two. Jeb Brodsky was one. Jeff Bilal Duckett were the only two. Yeah, Bilal Duckett, that good old Ryman They were both great. Yeah. Nobody said they weren't. Um, the, the, other, the, the other thing times. I was going to say is that, that he actually trained in Germany. Um, oh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, in, when he was in high school uh, for FT Braunschweig and Eintracht Braunschweig. Yeah. Uh, he speaks fluent German as well. Eintracht Braunschweig is oh, where, he can Ra- talk to Jordi, where Randy played. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing about his uh, uh, athletic traits, he finished in the top five amongst all combine invitees in agility. 
hmm. which is something you don't get normally with a center back. Usually they're kind of lumbering. Hmm. So it's interesting to see. He's obviously might not have straight ahead speed, but maybe he's got some ability to move. How around. tall is he again? Six two, six three. Right. I mean, right now, if we're being honest, looking at the roster, he's got a pretty good chance of being on it because he's the only the second centre back we have. Yeah. Well, you'll know you'll know how much of a likelihood he's there when the Whitecaps Twitter account starts to respond to people asking for a player. Like, do you haven't have you seen those? People are like. Do you even have enough players to play a game this year? Whatever, like oh. stupid comments. <laughs> I haven't seen that. And then that, and they're yeah. like, actually, we have a roster of 18. Mm. So now we'll see if their answer changes to, we have a roster of 19. Maybe. Because. Well, Felipe, Mar- uh, Felipe uh, um, welcomed him to the team. Is that something? Oh, yes. well, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Felipe's a nice guy, though. But we'll talk more about the draft in, in the next part. But, yeah, talking about we're up to 19 now. Still no real signings because, as you said, he's not even really a signing. But he's there. Could we talk about a couple of things that were reported? Yeah, um, why not? One, one was um, on MLS website about Gary Hooper. Yes. Um, he, there's interest with the Whitecaps and DC United. Yeah, I would have taken Gary Hooper three <laughs> seasons ago. Yeah. yeah he you mean he's, up past, he's past his sell-by date? Well, he's still banging the goals in, in I think the championship. He, I, but think I, in MLS, I think in MLS he might be uh, able to do possibly. it. Possibly. He did well at Celtic. I loved when he was at Saudi. He was maybe, an awesome player. There. Maybe it could be a poor man's Johnny Russell. <laughs> maybe he'll be my he'll be my go to guy. He's yeah. not a winger, is he? he he's more a striker. Yeah, but you can yeah. probably play him out in the wing. Does he know guess. they're playing on turf though? <laughs> Does he know turf? Any other things? Oh, uh, David Norman came back. To, uh, there was an article. He did a good article in the province from JJ Adams, a friend of the show. Yes, he at least in one episode. I know that, but it seems like that David Norman is coming back for good. Uh, he's yeah. not going back to Scotland at you all. You take that. Is he back? Is he back? I want you back for good. Take that. Not another band that made it over here. I'm guessing by the looks in your faces. Yeah. I learned so much about bands. Like we played Suggs last week in Madness. I didn't know Madness had only had one hit in their 40 years over here. Got them coming up again soon because of that very fact. Need to educate our public. But yeah, no new signings. Madness Santa's did touch a little bit on that so before we say any more let's just play a little bit from from mds just about that just now the fans have to trust that uh the vancouver whitecaps are working very hard to make things happen um things that we can announce right now um but we're 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 working very hard so the, the fans just have to to trust in the process a lot of business to do but what i know what's happening is you don't know, right? And it's not a bad way. It's normal because everything announced is going to be announced in the right moment. Today, I feel good in the state where we are. Of course, there's some positions that uh, we need to be careful about filling, uh, just to be smart on when's the best window to fill certain positions. Is it January or June? Uh, and others were moving forward and moving well. So hopefully we'll be able to close the final deals and be ready to announce some players very, very soon. Are you scouting? Are you visiting teams and players before? I haven't been home. I haven't been home. So, yeah, I want to go home. You know, I've been in a plane uh, for the past 30 days. So not only me, the staff, we're working, we're scouting. It's it's not only scouting, there's a, a huge set of negotiations there's clubs the good players belong to clubs so you don't get them out of of their clubs like this 
there's a full dynamic of this is not championship manager that I've played a lot in computer that you just go get the players. It's much more than that. It's I more wanna, difficult yeah, than championship. I want to talk to Mark Desanos now about championship football ma- manager. Football, football manager, manager, yeah. Because yeah. I used to play. It was easy on FIFA. Yeah, I, I think we should have a little competition with Mark and we should have a little football okay, manager. Okay, we need to get on. Chris Harrop in. You know, Chris Harrop, mm. listen, yeah, he, he plays. Awesome. Joe DC plays too. He talks about it a lot. This could be p- something for pulled off at halftime. Oh, man. oh I've, I've got some cracking things coming up for that. We could do play-by-play of a yes. championship game. That would a be ma- football manager game. But yeah, as MDS said there, no signings. There's been a lot of folks saying, why have the Whitecaps not signed anyone yet? Now, this falls down to a number of different reasons. There are some things in the work. They cannot announce it yet. Some of it is because February 7th is when the MLS international transfer window opens. Actually opens, yeah. Yep. People can actually officially come in. And, and because they're not the first choice for the post. Well, that's another one as well, yeah. because there's some players keeping their options open. Until the window. Until the Europe, European window yeah. closes. And then it's like, well, we haven't got what we're wanting. Okay, I'll, we'll go to MLS. Yeah. In some regards, I get, from the player's point of view, I see that. It's maybe this is not the league of choice. Maybe Vancouver is not your destination of choice, ideally. But at the same time, you do want a player that really wants to be here and isn't taking that as maybe your second choice. But It's going to be a lot of leftovers yeah. for the Whitecaps. But I, I don't see it. Like, I, I see it as it could be a positive, too, that they are looking to get the best player. Yes. Um, and obviously, we all know that Europe is where players want to play because that is the pinnacle yeah. of the thing. So I don't see it as a negative that it's a second choice for no, somebody. I don't either necessarily. No, I, I don't disagree with you, Steve, but like we were talking about before the show, you and I, like it would be nice to see them actually like, for lack of a better term, woo someone like woo. whether it's, whether it's in, woo. in their negotiating the amount they want to pay them, whatever that makes them feel wanted that says, yeah. yeah, like I really want to be there. Like but I, I because feel, of all, you know, not not just because of the money. But I feel some players would take less money to play in Europe than to actually come here. So I don't know if money is even going to make a difference for some players. But also, also some players just want to be wanted. Yeah, and felt like they're cared for and going to be valued. Who doesn't? I do. I mean, what what would make us feel wanted by the Whitecaps? <laughs> Flights to Hawaii for I their so. preseason. At least would uh, make me feel wanted. At least to Vegas, if they're going to. I, I mean, we we are the only soccer show on Vancouver radio. Enjoy Hawaii if you go, Michael. You wouldn't come. No, huh. I'd go. Yeah, we can. I'll be the producer. You do. You pull off people at halftime. Sounds great. I also have a plan for pulled off at halftime of doing the dying fly. The dying fly. Do you know what that is? No. Do I want to know? Okay, I'll show you. Oh no. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself like last time. I think I've seen someone like this. Wait, what is this? I think I know what he's talking about. This is a comedy sketch or something like oh. that. Right, the Dying Fly was on a TV show in the seventies in the UK. Children's TV. Are you, okay? yeah, yeah. Are you okay? I'm a bit hot. It was a comedy, like a yeah. little like skit. I spent half an hour trying to explain this to Caitlin tonight because I was doing it on the ground <laughs> I think daily. I've, I think I've and she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "The Dying Fly." It's just like, what are you talking about? It's like, dying fly! <laughs> they based the Bumblebee character from The Simpsons on that. I think. Oh. Yeah. Out of 365 days, how many days in a year do, does Caitlin say something like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Or what did you Every say? Every single day it feels like. <laughs> but I have decided we're going to make this part of 
our YouTube video show. <laughs> when we're doing video interviews with players, at the end of it, we'll get them to do the dying fly. Now, we might not get to do that I'm, with I'm the I'm expecting like a 3% success rate there on getting them to do <laughs> that. That sounds high, Steve. I know. TSS Rovers players will get want, to do it with. I want to, I want to give Michael some hope. Yeah, Whitecaps, I'm, I'm not sure. Na- we'll get Nathan to do it first. <laughs> Mr. Whitecaps. We'll get him to do the dying fly. TSS Rovers, I'll get to do it. Because when I said to Colin last year, there's some things I want to do with the players. I'm not sure if they'll want to do it. And he's like, doesn't matter if they want to. You tell me who you want, they'll be doing it. <laughs> so there we go. They'll, they'll be doing the dying fly on our new video show. But anyway, back to Mark DeSantos and transfer signings. All right. I do also believe that there are some players that are signed, but they can't announce it yet because the clubs haven't got replacements. So they're waiting for the clubs to get their replacements before... And remember, they do have. Um, uh, I have a feeling they would trade their first round pick next year uh, for a player. Oh, probably. So they do have that kind of thing happening where they can pick up. Like some of these other MLS teams are going to be signing players. They'll have extra players on their roster, and they need to unload them. And they could find a really good deal on somebody. Too. Well, you can also pre-sign guys for the summer window now. Yes. And it does sound. Yeah. I mean, he's he said in the snippets there that it's like, will it be January? Will it be June? Yeah. I think there's still an option that they loan some players in for six months. and then I the, can't see that at all. You don't get six-month loans in MLS. You, you would get it from outside MLS. Was it Mista? Like, like, why, like we just loaned David Norman for three months. Yeah, but guys about? coming in, like the Whitecaps have never taken a six-month well, loan. Well, Whitecaps, but other teams, and this is a new era, like you said. Name one other MLS era. team. That's era? Had, era? Was Mista era? a DP loan or just half-season signing, maybe? Mista was a signing half-season. Okay. But I can't see anyone doing a six-month loan. Laurent Robert? Why? If if somebody doesn't really finding playing time in Europe and they want to be, they'll be free in the summer. Why not? TFC brought Julio Cesar, the Brazil keeper, because he needed games for the World Cup. Yeah, because he was going to the World Cup. That was like four months, wasn't it? It was a four-month loan. I will eat your beard if that happens. (laughs) I will deny Wait, no, you no. from doing that. Save, save that for the, the video show. But let me find out. Is it a new era or era? Era. Era. Undisputed era. You watch the wrestling NXT, you should know. Hey, what era. happened with the Korean guy? Era. The era. commentator says era. What, ha- what happened with That's because the- he's English. Oh. The other one that says era. <laughs> there we go. What, what happened with the Korean player? Well, again, according to Glass City on Twitter, it looks like it's fallen through, but I don't know. So uh, with AFT and Treble, you're not tracking Greg's... Travel? Well, yes, he's going to China to pick up your right. your present. I th- I think he found the the tracker on him. He oh. probably destroyed it. Yeah. Training camp gets underway a week on Monday. If you're listening to this, so that's going to be the twenty first of January, depending when you are listening to this. But some players have been here training at the the training facility, but not with coaches, because under the CBA you're not allowed to do that. I believe. Yeah. You just have to train rule. on your own. Yeah. I think and, and, and MDS, like you said, he's been on a plane, so he hasn't even, for the last, what, 30 days? So yeah. he wouldn't be even here anyway, so. And a player that was training here, Kai Kamara, has been training this week. and With with them or? At the facility, anyway. I don't okay. know if he's actually with them. them. <laughs> anyway, it was you'll be against them soon enough. It's amazing who you meet at VMSL matches. Oh, there you go. This guy came over and he was introduced to me and he said... Oh, tell me what your name is. And he's like, Bobson, because I'm Bob's son. I'm like, okay. And he's, I think oh, I, yeah. Yo, yeah, I know yeah. him. Yeah, I know he's him. like, where, where do you think he's from? I was like, I've no idea. Sierra Leone. Like, Freetown Sierra Leone. Yeah. I went, oh, do you know Kai? 
I said, I've known him since he was a little guy. Yeah. He's like, he's staying at my house just now. Yeah. So he flew out today. So yeah. he's been packing his stuff up. He's so. in Vegas or something now, I think. Yeah. It, I, ah, if I'd met him just before, I could have got, got a little interview going with him. But unfortunately, but Bobson's a great guy. If you ever meet him, he's a coach with CCB yeah. at the moment. Great he, guy. He's, I think he's the, if he's the guy I remember, he's the guy who was, would be at every game with the, the flag. And he would be down after hanging out waiting for Kai in the, the lower bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have meant, of course, if all the players are back, Effie Juarez and Russell Tiber will have been back sharing a locker room for the first time. Yeah, I'd love to know how that... Are you sure how, how that, they're all ball back? I don't know if they're all back, but I've heard I've heard, I've heard, heard that players are Effie's training. Effie's back. But he's in training. I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like he was in training last year the whole year. Oh, everyone's oh, waiting for, for Effie's buyout, but some stuff came out this week. Her journalist, our good friend Harjit Jahal, said that there wasn't going to be a buyout. I heard a little bit about it. How did people react to that? Not Poorly. great. I'm not sure how they're going to react to this as well, in that I've been told he's been given a one-year contract extension. Offered. Offered a one-year contract extension. At a lower rate? Much lower. Uh, much lower rate. <laughs> much lower. He's on a much lower rate, I believe, this year. I think he's only going to be on about 300000 And I think that this contract extension is just like seventy five or 80000 So it's not a contract. It's a new, basically, a contract renegotiation yes. attempt. I don't know if this is a, a way to have added value for selling him to another team or to make him think I'm not valued here. I should go and find another team. But interesting. The thing from the Whitecaps' perspective is, it would be foolishness to buy him out now. I oh, think totally. Talk, Mar- March 1st is when you buy him out. Yeah. Or keep him. Yeah, and I don't just, think so. Oh, the looks I just got there. No, no, I sorry. I don't... You know, you don't even want that. I like talking to him. Oh, no, I like Effie. I like Effie. I would keep I, him here just oh. to talk to him. I've heard... Uh, no, I've heard very positive things about Effie as a, as a teammate and helping young players and all that kind of, all that kind of positive stuff. Um, yeah, I thought his performance on the pitch last year, I don't think was where he would have wanted it to be. Teething. You can bounce back from that. Anyway, we'll be back with some more after this. Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Madness there with Shut Up, a song I believe is on a loop in the Whitecaps front office. A <laughs> I, I, I wag would say the lyrics of that song were very about the Whitecaps front office, but I would not say such a thing. You probably would, Zach. Oh, Michael, I don't think I've heard you play a song that I appreciated so much in a while. That was hilarious. Well, that was by Madness. They have a song called Embarrassment as well, so maybe I'll play that one next week. What I've decided to do, after learning that Madness are not known here, I've decided, now Steve is going to like this. I kind of alluded to this in our New Year show, but Steve doesn't listen to the shows. I've dropped Mad Hat McGore because Steve didn't. No, he's coming back, but Steve didn't like him. No, I didn't. didn't. You said everything sounded the same. It did. My wife said the same thing. (laughs) 
you're not going to enjoy wavelength either. It's not Mad Hat McGore, <laughs> but usually if my wife hates something, you don't like it. So she's got good taste. Yeah, it's, both hate me. There's a joke in there to be had, but I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have an artist of the month, and this month is going to be madness. So that was shut up. Isn't this supposed to be football violence awareness month? Or is that February? That's February. Oh, that's for wavelength. Oh, that's for wavelength. Yeah, this is just for our coming back from the shows. Um, right. The thing is, the the thing that amazes me is that you you think that just because something is hot in England or Scotland that it's supposed to be like automatically everybody knows about it here. I thought you. That's shocking have. to me. Yeah, I th- that, sh- that always shocks me. That, that surprises me that you you are surprised about it. Yeah, because I I thought Canada was just so no anglophile basically, and mm. whatever we did there, maybe the people you, you show hang Coronation with. Street here. Yeah, but nobody watches it. Oh, Har does. <laughs> she loves it. She goes to and do. sees them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't. I don't ever. I never seen a full episode of that. It's not very good. No. But anyway, something that is now, good East is Enders. the AFT and oh, East End is crap. <laughs> something that is good though is the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio one hundred one point nine FM. The one thing I'll say, the only thing better than the AFTN show is the discussions at the break. Oh, we have some great discussions. This is why we don't video these shows. Yeah, yeah. The stories we tell, some of them oh, eventually man. make it onto the show. Yeah, or into the public. Yeah, into the newspapers. Some of them you just can't keep the printer off them. Oh, sometimes. But we, we've got some more Whitecaps chat, believe it or not. Our Whitecaps chat has spilled into part two. I think part of that is we spent 10 minutes opening presents and talking about crap. But that, Wait, as, hey, that hey, aside. Hey, crap, what? Ah, well, it wasn't Whitecaps. If, it's, it's, like, it's, if it's not Whitecaps, it's crap. Well, no, but hey, if they sell the Steve's jerseys at their shop, it's Whitecaps. Oh, that's really. true, yeah. <laughs> I like how the, also the box of your print says Germany Munich Football Stadium, yeah. which when I opened it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, is this, <laughs> is this not Bayern Stadium? <laughs> But it That's is. Good. I good. think that is actually a, possibly a knockoff of the, oh, the original version that definitely had Bayern Alliance Stadium on it. That's okay. The one that I ordered. Also, it turned out yours didn't come from China. Yeah. It came from Mississauga. Oh. Mm. That's why it arrives so it's quick. It's from China originally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, most things are these days. Greg Anderson will probably bring a few things back when he, he goes to chase up our other presents. <laughs> but anyway, back to Whitecaps chat. The schedule came out this week. Hooray! Yeah. Steve has been breaking it down. I broke it down on that day. M- more than a Degeneration X introduction. Okay. Is that oh, gotcha, gotcha. Is that wrestling? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, other big news this week. AEW officially launched. Great rally in Jacksonville. You like rallies. You're German, Zach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, the schedule. What did, what did you guys make of it? Uh, obviously, it, it wasn't that many midweek games like Zach was saying. Um, it was, I think, six were from MLS. Six midweek games, two at home. You're talking about just for the Whitecaps? Yeah, just for right. the Whitecaps. I don't care about it. But midweek, else. you're not including Friday? No, I don't include Friday. I don't That's a weekend. Yeah, I think Friday. there's only two home Wednesday games. Two home, and they're yeah. both they're both top teams, LAFC and Atlanta. That's in the that's uh, in the league in league play. Yeah, because there'll be there'll all- be tons of there. Yeah, so. Uh, essentially, um, March uh, uh, March starts off with two home, two away. Um, with uh, the, sa- the the two away sandwich, there's an international break in there too. Yeah, that, that's the that's the traditional home for week one, away for the next two, and then home for the last one. There's five in April, five games, three home, two away, and there's like a, the the midweek one of the first midweek games of that week that month. And the Sounders is one of the the teams that's coming in March. Yeah, and the end of the end on of a the Friday. Month. Yeah. yeah, didn't like that, but at least the two away games are Saturdays for us, so yeah. that's good. Um, May, May is uh, first busy month. Uh, they have seven games in May. 
including uh, a stretch, a uh, four at home, three on the road, two midweek games that that month. Fifteen in fifteen days, they're going to be playing five games. Uh, that's the big, longest stretch in that month. Yeah, and it gets worse actually too. June, uh, they'll be the biggest break they have. Uh, it's good. Oh, maybe that's when they get the transfers well, in. Oh, they go f- over three weeks. They go from yeah. Friday the thirty first of May until 22nd. Sunday the Saturday the twenty second yeah. of June. Yeah, and that's when they play uh, Colorado with a. Dallas away midweek game, then back to Seattle. The return of Kai Kamara, Nico Mesquita, and yes. Declan. Oh, Declan already been back. Yeah. Um, July. Now, this is the one where it gets really busy. Uh, they're playing basically seven games, all within 21 days. Yes. Um, because they're the first two legs of the Canadian Championship, will, which will. Talk about in a, in a separate time. Yeah, which I, I missed. On. I missed off the rundown, but we'll come to that maybe later. Um, and then August again. August, you got eight games, uh, two stretches, uh, five games in fourteen days, and then three games in seven days. So they'll be, they'll have a, a busy week, busy month there. Oh, originally, it wasn't going to be that busy. Of course, two of those games are if they advance that f- through that round of qualification. September. Five games, in, if they make the MLS uh, the Canadian Championship final, they'll have five games, and they'll all be kind of in a, a broken in, in in there. And then, obviously, October is only the one game on the Sunday, the final day against RSL. So you're predicting no playoffs? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but basically, uh, so 21 games on Saturday, 11 home, 10 away. Friday, there's five games, three home, two away. Six Wednesdays, two home, four away, and two Sundays, which is one each. So it's not as bad, but obviously the Canadian Championship will uh, make uh, the summer quite busy, especially yeah. if they if they keep advancing. How are you feeling about the um, the Colorado game being after like a three week break? I'm assuming they're going to lose that one because they come completely flat. Unless unless DeSantos has them raring to go. It's a new era, Steve. Yeah. I, I I would say it's also a new era. We invented the language. I just say it the, the way that it is. I don't think the Scots invented it. Yeah, you say we the, we the English. You don't think we invented anything? We built your country. I <laughs> <laughs> invaded your other one. <laughs> Again, I, I'm surprised you're uh, t- uh, taking it with the English now, after wanting to break free from them. <laughs> but how do you, how do you feel about the season possibly being over the first week of October? That'll be a very long off season. Great, More time for us to play games on the show. A great Thanksgiving. We'll have a Halloween special. We can do a Halloween oh, yeah. special. I'm more interested to see how what now, now this is out of the CPL schedule. That's why I'm yes, more excited. I'm for. waiting for that as well to, to possibly book some, some, some of their rosters look similar to the Whitecaps. So. Well, we'll have some CPL news yeah. later in the show. I love fixture day, schedule day. Oh, right. It's always like, even when I was back in Scotland, it was like one of my most magical days of the year in the Sh- football calendar. Should I sit down for this? I would sit down yeah. for this. So one of the Christmas presents that I got my wife to buy for me was a couple of books by an author called Daniel Gray. One's called Saturday 3pm, 50 Eternal Delights of Modern Football. Basically, it's 50 sort of mini essays just about various facets of football. So I'll read all 50 of them to you just now. It's only like a couple of hundred page books, so we'll, we'll get through this pretty quick. But what I actually want to read is just a snippet from his book, which is all about the fixture list coming out. So bear with me, put your nightcaps on. Story time with Michael McCall, baby, for the wrestling fans. So this is called Getting the Fixture List by Daniel Gray. 
The 30 days of June and the 31 of July. In an odd year they drag. Time is gloopy. Summer is about staging posts. Players are freed and loanies go home. News of the pitch being reseeded or season ticket numbers being up. Early transfer rumours. Pre-season friendlies announced. Then, just before new signings, the return to training and remembering how beige pre-season friendlies are. Then it arrives. Fixtures Day. To some of us, it's as significant as a hundred sainted bank holidays or anniversaries. In dark summers, the new fixture list is also a lasso. Cast a war's golden August, snaring it closer. Our partners for that summertime dance matter to an extent that they wouldn't at any other time of the season. Who have you got first? We're able to plot far beyond that day too. The fixture list is a map allowing us to see where we will be in five or eight months. Perhaps even what mood we will be in at a specific time of day in February. As we peruse the menu of the nine months ahead, we will pick out certain defeats and tally up points totals. It may even be possible to identify the exact April fixture at which promotion will be squandered. There will be matches to look out for, birthday and Christmas fixtures, derby ties, fancied away trips and the panic-inducing realisation that a cousin's wedding clashes with a home game. Obviously you missed the wedding. The list is full of innocence and it's blank slate now. There is anticipation in imagining it later, daubed in plot and detail. Though probably first seen on a phone or computer screen, the fixtures only really come when read in the paper. Home games are bold as if they matter more, away ones emaciated. Opposition names are evocative. Reading them in one go, twice over, is rhythmic, like listening to a poem about disappeared rural railway stations. There are surprise names that can strike up warm sentimentality. A long-forgotten old flame of a team returned to your division via unlikely promotion. These fixtures are delectable when first released, and then, all over again as they appear in different forms, the grid with teams on the X and Y axis and dates in tiny boxes, the official card picked up in the club shop, the statistics pages of the programme. Everything is brand new, always forgiven, and names on a list represent what is possible. The release of fixtures is a reassurance that yes, football is coming back, and life will begin again. So that's from Daniel Gray's Saturday 3pm. Can't recommend this book enough, and his follow-up as well. Check them out. You can get it sent over here pretty cheap, amazon.co.uk, or a website called Books Etc. Cheap books, cheap postage, check that out. I just love fixtures, Day. It does... It fills you with so much hope. Everything, like, hope springs eternal because you, you're looking at it and everyone's level. Then it all kind of goes to shit as the season starts. Can I read something? Of course. It's a little less profound. It's a tweet from uh, the aforementioned Jeb Brofsky. Oh. My three-year-old son. Daddy, I want my watch to go slow. Me. What do you mean? Three-year-old. I don't want to get old like you yet. Profound yet hurtful, my son. Hashtag dad life. Steve, do you want to read anything in this poet's corner part of AFTN? I'm good. Okay. So something else Whitecaps related that uh, kind of came out on Twitter was the the new home kit was leaked by Glass City. Pretty sure most folk will have seen it. Just showing it up to, to everyone that's listening at home now. What, what did you think of it? I liked it. You've seen it already, Zach. And no, I haven't. Oh, you I, hadn't? No, okay. I know of, a lot of the supporters had seen yeah, it last year. Yeah, but a bunch year. of our dudes have seen it, but, yeah. or people have seen it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it's, oh, 
glad it came to what we were expecting and what we were hoping. Yes. Uh, the hoop is there. Maybe that's why Hooper is coming in. It's perfect marketing if they sign Hooper for the hoop. You don't think so? No. I, yeah, there you go. I, I I genuinely do like it. I will probably buy it. It is spoiled by having Bell on it, but there's no way around that. Really, no, not anymore. No. Well, uh, not until they get the the end sponsorship on their, yeah. their shoulder. I'm pretty sure the Whitecaps are pissed beyond <laughs> belief that this has been leaked. It gets leaked every year. Yeah. Though. Kind of does spoil their big release day. But every year has been released. Remember that one time when somebody bought a kid's version of the Arbutus? Oh, oh I remember that well. Yes. Yeah, and they posted it, and then they I think they deleted it, even though yeah. it was already out there at that point. Leaks happen. It's modern-day football. Not a lot you can do about it. Or is, or is there any chance in your mind you think that... That that's not the real kit? No, well, that or that they they were okay that things the things got leaked in the way they did? Not from what I've heard. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Good old Glass City. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's done well. And it's good to see. And it's good, like, in all, in all sincerity, I love that the Caps are honouring this 40th anniversary. Of, of the 79 Super Bowl win. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... Soccer Bowl, I thought it was. What did I call it? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl team. Yeah, I like... I, 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 there's the argument that they should have made the hoop their identity, kind of like the, who they are. Oh, yeah. The, that, yeah. That, I yeah. mean, that's a whole different argument. So, so that, yeah, I, I think that's a better argument, but it's nice that they're doing... I mean, they did... The, the Arbutus technically had a hoop-ish. It did, yes. And the, and the Inargo kit had the line, whatever. Yeah. But um, I do not like the whole August 31st game against NYC. City, yeah, against City Light. And like, it's just so awkward because one, you didn't beat them for in the, in the soccer bowl. No. Right? And so it's, it, and, and the New York Cosmos. Tampa Bay is not in our league. Yeah. No, but the New York Cosmos still exist. And and they're only True. not in MLS because MLS doesn't want them. So they're bringing another New York team. Just and it, yeah. I so if that. you wanted to make them a real, why wouldn't you bring in one of the Florida think, teams? I think you're just uh, you're you're looking no. too far into this. Well, it just feels like such a stretch, doesn't it? Nah, we we have I'm some not bothered big, by it at all. I'm not we, I'm not bothered by it. It, it just seems like it, bothered. It by seems it. it just seems <laughs> awkward. We have some big stuff that we're going to do around this for the the whole around, season as around well. The season, yeah. Okay. It, I haven't told you guys yet. I'm going to tell you at one of the breaks. Part of it will be in this show, part of it will be pulled off at halftime, our, our new video show that we're doing on YouTube. Zach still thinks this isn't real, but it is. I've got some guys lined up for it. And so Zach's just not sure he can be on a show called Pull Off at Halftime. Why not? With Michael McCall and Steve Vander. Uh, are you any objections to being pulled uh, off at halftime, uh, Steve? I'm in. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Oh, man. We're all in. What did you say? We're all in. <laughs> Tell you, other folk that are all in, MLS Super Draft Picks. Awkward segue, but we had to get to this because we're running out of time in this part of the show. Yeah, you can't really say they're all in. No. (laughs) Yeah, they're literally... Well, they're hoping to be all in. We'll see. uh, It was the draft on Friday. It was a good day for Canadians. Yeah, I turned down a shift at work to watch it. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, I have no idea afterwards. throwing money in the wind. Yeah, it basically was. Considering I was... I told you I I would watch it in... uh, Cover it or whatever you yeah. wanted. Well, I I, I really, had hopes I that we were going to move up and go for somebody. No. And then before the draft started, I found out that that was highly, highly unlikely. I was at an appointment. I was like, oh, yeah, the draft is going yeah. on. 
So let's get to the Canadians that were drafted. Yeah, it was, it was a surprisingly good draft the, for Canadians. Three in the top ten. Yes. Callum Montgomery went uh, number four yep, to we Dallas. we talked about him last week a bit. From Victoria. Um, you got Dane Sinclair to Minnesota at number seven. Yeah, you were talking about him last week. And then uh, the Revolution took uh, Buchanan, Tayon Buchanan. Um, I believe he was 11th? No, 9th. 9th, yeah. Ninth, yeah. He was tipped to go higher. Some folk even had him as going Hold number on. one to Cincinnati. Yeah, but I think a lot of people were, that's the, a lot of people talking and making out stuff up in order to have yeah. people slip down. And so What's about to go? 11th? 9th. 9th, because he's 19 years old. That kid, yeah. Right? Yes. yeah, okay, sorry. Callum Montgomery is the, is the BC guy. In, in some ways, it is a little bit sad to see a BC boy not being with the Whitecaps, not even being with a Canadian team in some regards. I, I was I heard somewhere, did did they just like not rate him enough to be in the academy or something? He, they he, rejected he him? He described himself as, a, as late, a late bloomer. Actually, before we talk any more about Callum Montgomery, let's just hear a, a little bit from him just now. This is one of the, the interviews he did after the draft with the, the guys from Dallas. Callum, number four overall pick. Before we get into who you are and what you are as a player, what's that moment like as someone who's grown up playing this game? You know, you're sitting there in your seat and it's so nervous and then you hear your name called and your heart just drops. And it, it was an unbelievable moment, you know. Um, I'm just so excited to be chosen by FC Dallas and so grateful for the situation I'm in and the opportunity and I can't wait to get down there. You mentioned in some of your previous interviews that you grew up in Victoria, but yeah. you self-described as a late bloomer, not really getting into the Whitecaps residency yeah. program. What led you to this path here today, going to Charlotte and uh, really becoming a professional? Yeah, so um, I was part of the Victoria Highlanders Academy and there I really met Steve Simonson. He was my first soccer mentor, I'd say, in my life and really took my game to another level at that time. And he's still a friend, a mentor to me, someone I can go to at times and talk to about life. And I knew that I wanted to go down to the NCAA, get that experience of going to a bigger um, American school. Canadian soccer university-wise is getting bigger every year, but it's still they don't have the money that the NCAA is, and it doesn't have the pathway to lead to a professional contract or p club like um, the NCAA does. So I was started looking really late. I didn't really have many off, didn't have any offers, and then um, ended up, Charlotte was one of the only schools that reached out, was interested, went to an ID camp, and this was halfway through my senior year late, and you know, they took me in, gave, took a chance on me probably, and um, you know, Kevin Lang was an unbelievable coach. He was a center back himself, so he took me under his wing and really put me in that position. Um, I didn't play center back before I got to college. I was a center midfield, so I, when I got down there, he really took me up and just showed me the position. I'm so grateful for all those coaches at Charlotte because they've done unbelievable things with me. The FC Dallas coaching staff was very high on you. They they liked you from the combine. You mentioned you had a good interview with them at the combine. What was that? What was said in the room? What did they tell you about Dallas and? Uh, what you could potentially bring to this club? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the interview went awesome. They were they asked really good questions. I think it was a good more of a community like uh, conversation. It wasn't just an interview and answering. You know, we had a good dialect. We talked about the development of players. We talked about some of the senior pros who I could come in and learn under. And you know, I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm I'm the type of guy who comes in every single day and I want to work. I want to work hard. I wake up. I set my goals. And I'm ambitious in trying to achieve my goals, um, and that's in all aspects of my life. If I set my not mind to something, I want to give 100% in that aspect. So I'm super excited to get down there and just every single day focus on what can I do today to get better, and you know hopefully contribute to the team's success and the team's goals. Callum Montgomery, they are talking to the FC Dallas guys after the draft, and he's got a good team. He's got a team that has brought on young guys from their academy. But Poppy is gone. 
Yeah, but I, th- I still think they're going to have that ethos. Well, they they mentioned that he would be uh, on in the on the draft show. They mentioned he would be like fourth or fifth uh, um, in the thing in the in the roster for the center backs on the depth chart. That's what I meant to say mm. on the depth chart. But they've also mentioned that people they've drafted before, like Matt Hedges and George John, they always drafted them, um, and then they were always lower on the draft chart, and then eventually they would move up. And that's what they normally do because they know that center backs are going to eventually move on. They don't want to pay center backs that much. Yeah. I mean, I said last week I I didn't rate him from what I saw in the PDL. He was named the Lakeside Boys Player of the Year for, for two seasons running against TSS Rovers when I saw him play that he didn't stand out but he has had a good college career yeah and the thing is you uh, if if he's a guy who's going through the draft he's not going to be putting all out effort at PDL he's going to do, be doing that at the college level because that's where the scouts are watching yeah him. so you're saying he's taking it easy it's the summer months he's probably just trying to keep fit and he, he doesn't want to go like injure himself or put an injury out there because when you're a late bloomer you don't want any of your pedals to fall off yeah exactly for me the great news about the draft was the 46th pick, San Jose Earthquakes, Mamadi Kamara from SFU. He's heading to California. Really pleased for him. Watched Mamadi from when he first went to SFU. Spent a season with TSS. He's a great kid. Alan Koch actually had him in a summer training camp with WFC2. So the point caps, it was more as a favour to Clint Snyder, but they were keeping an eye on him. They had a very quick chat on Twitter with, with Mabadi and hopefully we'll get him on the show soon and, and, and do a proper chat with him but he's super stoked and really pleased he's put a lot of hard work in, in, in the, the last two years to get to where he is still a long road ahead San Jose though at least have a USL team they're What's that? affiliated with Reno so it's not their own team but they are right. affiliated with Reno so there's a good chance how did they do against Fresno there. last year? In the, it was the big end, derby in the ending yeah. in O Derby yeah big derby <laughs> I thought you were going to say your favorite thing about the draft was the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> oh, yes. That was another another favorite bit of mine. The first ones to fully just like walk in, flip the table over, drop the mic and walk out. But they still had to turn up and draft. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you tell me about that or did you tweet about that? I, I, I didn't know. I told, I told Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, they showed up and then uh, Jonathan Tannerwald uh, tweeted out a picture of the GM leaving in the middle of the first round or something like that. Well, someone did someone say like the league like made them show up? Yeah. They weren't going to come? Yeah. And the I, I remember was LA them. not turning up one year and they're having an empty table because they didn't have any draft picks and they didn't bother. Oh. And another team that didn't really give much of a toss about the, the draft was Chicago and they were hosting it, just trading their picks away. No, they, uh, they traded down once and then they traded out of the, the, the first pick overall. Yeah. The thing is, they traded that their first pick for 50000 and the next pick went for one hundred. So they even yes. sold lower than they should have gone. Cincinnati did superb. Yeah. They, well, they, they made all the trades academy. to get the picks. Yeah. So they've no academy. So they made all the picks to, they, to get those. Well, well, and then they sold some of them. And They have no they have no academy. But the, the, one, the one thing that made sense about them buying these five picks from Philadelphia was they have Alan Koch, who spent years in the American college system through SFU picks. and yeah. knows people. And, and so he's connected. So th- I thought he was going to take Mamadi Kamara, right. but not in the first two rounds. I thought he would maybe have taken him third or fourth as a little yeah. nod to, to SFU. Obviously, someone's got in ahead of him, so I'm wondering if it's because they knew someone was going to probably take him. I even thought the Whitecats might take them in the third or the fourth rounds, which are on Monday. That's going to be exciting. Not not filmed. 
So some, we don't have a pick in the third round, actually. We've only got a pick in the fourth. 83rd, I think it is I overall. Think, it's going to be quality. I think if we, uh, then I can predict the player, it'll be pass. Oh, yeah. That's that Brazilian guy. One name. Pass. <laughs> Who, how many guys? How many teams passed? No, no one's passed yet. RSL used to pass all the time. In not, not in the second LA round. LA used to pass a lot as well. Not in the second round. Not in the first, second round. Cincinnati had offers for the number one pick. And they were offered, I think, two hundred thousand for it, and then and an international spot, and an international spot. And Alan Koch is like, "Oh, give us, give us five hundred thousand for it." And LAFC were like, "No," but it's like good on Alan Koch. It's like, yeah, this is our I moment. Was... You want to take our moment? You give us half a million. Oh, they should have just sold it for two because that's what they paid to Philly for the five. Yeah, yeah. But they they wanted this guy because he's an asset. He probably won't even play right. for Cincinnati. He's, he's like... an under twenty international. They'll sell him eventually. Yeah, he could be sold to a Mexican. Yeah. Team. Or something like that, or out Europe. So I mean, it, they've they've done well. Alan Cox well, did the, really the well. The Canadian guy who you just talked to there, or just had a, on, he's the one. Like, is he like, like not like the one or the only player who like people were saying, yeah, he's like MLS ready. Well, they did. They said I, he's I, the most MLS ready. Or most MLS. They ready. I, they, I they, would disagree were, with that. But. They were they were very honest that they said that none of these guys are going to be starters in their first two or three years. They they said yeah. that they they go this is a these are prospects yeah. that are late bloomers that didn't go through regular MLS academies. They should rename it the USL slash affiliate draft yeah. because it is true what they what, what I don't know who said it but there's not every state has an MLS team and yeah. you don't have academies there. Yeah, I think so Taylor Twellman said that on the on yeah, the broadcast. And there's, that, there's fifty states. There's no pro teams like even down to USL level. There's not pro teams in all fifty states. Even every pro team does not have an academy. Yeah, and and like like we've said before, there are late bloomers. Yeah, that could be Luca Tony was a late bloomer. Yeah, and uh, Chris Wondolowski was. Look, he was yeah. a fourth round pick, and look, he's almost he's going to be passing Landon Donovan but soon. Do you feel the draft is in its death throes? No. Uh, well, it depends on what you mean, because it already, to me, feels somewhat irrelevant. I don't think they need to have the third and fourth rounds. That seems that, that totally seems pointless. overkill. They might as well let allow uh, players to find their own teams. Yeah, or but the, thing, like the problem is this is the like the structure, right? Like that's why like it, you're you're I, I you're th- putting a big dent in part of the the whole American structure of I, of football. I think they can do something that's actually more drastic, and they uh, uh, stop teams from trading their first round pick two straight years. And make them make a pick, and then trade that pick if they want to later on. But they have to make a pick. Yeah, that, no one's gonna like that though, Steve. No one want, likes a league that forces teams to, to do anything. to do things against yeah. their will. Nobody does. It's like they don't let them sign players at certain amounts of money. <laughs> True. Friend of the show, Jonathan Tannenwald at the goalkeeper on Twitter. He's listened to at least one episode too. He listens to more than that. He's I'm been, kidding. Obviously. He's listened to the ones he's been on. Does it throw sure. back to JJ Adams? Ah. Oh. <laughs> He had a chat with, with Mark DeSantos, asking him what he thought about Philly trading the draft picks. And DeSantis' quote to, to Jonathan was, I, I totally understand where they're coming from. Maybe this is the direction that the league is going to go in eventually. You see these academies growing, developing very good players that, that are trained for a much higher amount of hours compared to a college player. So to be honest, I understand where Philadelphia was going with this. I was going to try reading that in a French accent, but I thought that's maybe not... Thank you. Yeah. I'll do the next bit in a French accent. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, <laughs> he also talked about... Well, he's been talking a lot about how high he is in the academy and how he wants to continue the work the Whitecaps have done, get the best coaches in there, bring these players on. 
proof of the pudding will be in the pitch. Rob will talk so much about stuff like that. I mean, never saw the end results. Feels like it's going to be different under MDS, but we'll have to see. On the well, pitch. at this point, it has to be because he's going to integrate a lot of players because he doesn't yeah, he's have any. Definitely other, have to because yeah. that's the squad. Um, I I think he will. Especially, I would like to see him do it immediately because he does have what a three year contract, if I'm not mistaken, or four. I can't remember. But he's got. Lo- he's at the beginning of his contract, so this is the time where he can start integrating without worrying about getting fired, right? And if he can do that initially, then he can slowly build other players in and creep like uh, maybe two players in. And then next year, those two players become even more minutes and so forth. So you got to do it slowly, but I would like to see it more happen more often. Mm. Now, Mamadi Kamara that we talked about was only the second ever SFU clan player to go in the MLS Super Draft. Can you name who the first one was? Say it again. Mamadi Kamara is the only the second SFU clan player that has gone in the MLS Super Draft. Who was the first? Wait, wait, wait. He was wait, a, I know, winger. I got it. He was I got a it. winger too, right? No, no, mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, initials are JB. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, how, could you, how could you get the initials and not have no... No, I know the guy. <laughs> I can see the guy. <laughs> Hang on. Can I look it up? I'll, I'll just tell you no, so we can get on yeah. with the show. We need to get on with the show. The White Cap. Yeah, White Cap. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Joven Blagojevich. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was going to say he's the name of the, the guy from Chicago, the politics, Blagojevich. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, you don't have the name first. If you got the last name, you would have won. No, but I, I forgot the name. I just knew I always liked how Andrew Dice Clay talked about him. Like, Blagojevich. He made that was some, like one of your more better voices you've ever done on the show. <laughs> he made some appearances for WFC 2 and he was playing VSL. He's not playing football. And, no, he, well, he's, he went to Australia to train to be a surgeon. I think he's still down there. Went to where? Australia. Oh, right. He's got married, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But drafts definitely, I feel, still have a place. The CPL obviously had their college drafts, and the SFU clan players aren't eligible for that right now. They might change things. So that was only the, the CIS guys, or U Sports as it is now. Turning our attention kind of to Canadian Premier League, we talked last week that Marcus Haber was going to be joining this week for Pacific FC. It became official. You got it right. Mm. Good for you. Well, it came from a pretty good source. Marcus Haber. <laughs> Related. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's officially now... Uh, what, what's the nickname? Have they got a nickname? The Pacifics? The P's? PFCs? I thought it was the Seaman. Oh, yes. The Salish Seaman. That was it. Um, He had a couple of quotes there uh, on his signing. I've been in the UK for nine years. I've been in Scotland a while, and I just feel like my career was kind of becoming stagnant. Um. I could have stayed in Scotland. I could have gone somewhere else in UK. I could have gone abroad. But my heart, my heart and soul is always in Canada. I feel like I've still got an, a lot left in my body, a lot left in my career. When the opportunity presented itself, it just felt right. It was an easy decision. So, Steve, you know how sometimes we're talking about criticism that players get or whatever here in North America? And then Michael goes on about how, like, oh, that's nothing. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if you yes. I assume you all read, read and heard some of the comments from some of the Scottish supporters. The on. Falkirk and Dundee fans <laughs> are not sad to see the back of Marcus Marcus Haber. Let's just say that. Well, I Listen, thought of I thought of you. If, if uh, uh, whatever, it's brutal there. No, yeah. the, that's the thing. Whenever somebody leaves, they just hate them. It's it's a hey, con, it's it we've hated your, players that's played for us exactly. So I, I don't the, like, I don't how they're playing. I don't I don't see it as a bad thing that they hated him because they probably he probably. You know, that's a normal thing for Scottish supporters to do. They hate the players that leave. Well, he was on loan to Falkirk, and they are struggling just now. So they're just needing some new players in because they're, they're facing relegation. But 
It's been fairly quiet with Pacific FC. They've not added a few more guys. Teasing that there's going to be some more this, this week. week yeah. Yes, you met some people yesterday. I did. I apart from me and Bobson. Yep. This is why I say it's like go to VMSL games. As ev- everyone. everyone's out. Yeah, you buried the lead there. Yeah. I, I, who's more important than Bobson? Some folk might say Michael Sel- Selberbauer and James Merriman. They were at the game. They're doing some scouting. It was Reno's Tigers and CCB LFC United. Plethora of Whitecaps residency talent was on the pitch. Caleb Clark scored one of the goals for CCB. Superstar. Victor Blasco, an assist and a goal. And Victor Blasco may as well break this news as well. He is going to be signing for Pacific FC. Not immediately. He's hoping to finish the VMSL season and then get into their training camp. The two coaches, Michael and James, they wouldn't give too much away. Um, they were being very cagey yesterday. I was like just putting names to them and trying to get any reaction from them. And they're like, oh, we'll see, we'll see. And it was good chatting to them. It's the first time I meeting Michael, so we introduced ourselves. He won't forget my name, he said. I won't forget his, so that was good. Um, but I'm very excited to see what they do because these are two guys, they, they just love football. And we talked about the game that they were watching. They were impressed by the action there. They were impressed by a number of players. And there were a few players in the game yesterday that you could see making the move to Pacific. We talked last week about the likes of Ellie Gindo, the centre-back for Rena's Tigers. Caleb Clark, you have to feel, is going to get a shout. It looks like Pacific are going primarily for BC-born players. Yeah. So that opens the door to the likes of Ben McKendry to come home. From Finland. If he wants to. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he was one of their, their signings that's coming up as well. They said it... They're building their squad just now. The action's really going to ramp up when they get the full training underway. So from March 1st onwards, expect a lot of stuff coming out. Where's Ben Fisk right now? Uh, he's between clubs. He right. was he finished the Irish season. So Fiske is definitely another one that, that they could possibly look at. I think he'll be in the CPL somewhere. Victor Blasco, I know he kind of left a little bit under a cloud from WFC2. He's a talent, and I know it's only VMSL. But he has been lighting it up with them this season. Plays for VIU Mariners in, in PacWest as well. But some of his touches, it's just sublime. He's just got that skill. And to get him back into a pro environment, I think that would be absolutely fantastic for him. So, good luck to them all. The Polizzi brothers as well play for Reno Tigers. I hope that we can maybe see both of them. Great bit of banter yesterday from the CCB bench. Because Matteo Polizzi is the guy that's been getting a lot of the attention was the, the GNAC player of the year, leading scorer for SFU. There's been a lot of talk about him going back into the, the pro game and stuff. And his brother, obviously, Marcello, is a defensive midfielder, so maybe doesn't always get the same thing. So Marcello yesterday played this pass, and the CC bench yelled, great pass, way better than your brother. Local banter. Some other Canadian PL news, and this is massive. I don't know how it didn't actually get more attention. Elton John <laughs> has now signed Rocket for Man. a CPL team. Yeah, that is his official nickname, it would appear. They'll be playing Kendall in the wind when he comes on. We have to see, though, if he's still standing by the end of the year. I did tweet, and a few folk didn't like this tweet, but I did tweet that he can only play on a, a Friday or a Sunday, maybe even a Saturday afternoon, but if they have Saturday night games, mm. he is in trouble because right. he likes fighting on a Saturday night. Yeah. It's tragic. Yeah, it is. Some like, people didn't like, like that. Some of my jokes. 
Well, so yeah, so he signed with uh, Halifax Wanderers. There's four Trinidad uh, and Tobago players there, which is not surprising because of Stephen Hart's obviously connection and yes. work there. And his assistant coach are, I think, two of his assistants are from from there. So yeah, the Where's biggest the can- biggest foreign influx. Where's in the Canadians coming from? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of UK guys, I think, in Halifax as well, because we talked about this before, Cape Britain capers. There's a lot of UK right. players on that team, and I think you're going to see... see I think you said there's going to be lots of Scot- Scottish players, yeah, because be, it's yeah. New, New Scotland, mm-hmm. so let's get some Scottish guys I here. definitely want to get out there. I, I hope to hit up a couple of Pacific FC training sessions as well in March, get some interviews done. Nice. I really hope they maybe come and play some games in the lower mainland as well against some of the teams here, just to... To see what happens. Heard some murmurs of what preseason may be for the, the league as a whole, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover we'll, that another it'll time. It'll be on an island somewhere. Yeah, probably. But not Vancouver. Oh, why not? Bit cold. A bit cold. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll be back with some more after this. Hi, I'm David Norman, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. What a mess. What's the name of the song there? What can you tell us about that song, Steve? Uh, it's by an artist named Ellis. Al- Albert Ellis? No, no, just Ellis. He's going she- to Celtic, maybe. No, it's not Celtics. Uh, they were one of the teams that were in. What's the other in? team that came in for him? It was... Uh, I think it was Wasn't there a Portuguese team? No, it was a Turkish. It's Fernabache. Oh, that's right. Okay. Did you hear about that, though? They're close to each other. Did you hear about that, though? Like, supposedly... He went on Honduran TV and said, "Yeah, like uh, there's a this club from Turkey is interested in me. That we've, I don't know if they've agreed terms or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, the transfer's all set up. I'm just waiting for the Dynamo to okay it." And then people ask the Dynamo, and they're like, "Yeah, we just heard about this uh, through Honduran TV. We don't know anything about this." Yeah, it looks wow. like he pulled a Maddox. <laughs> Maddox slash Kabila. Mm. No, yes, it's more like a, a more, jersey. Yet. It's a more of a Maddox. Yeah. Anyway, you but are. Maddox told the truth about the million dollar deal. Yeah, but yeah, he did. did. Yeah, but it's still that's what Perry Maddox Kitchen can. and Dwayne <laughs> D Rosario. Wow, could have had them. I would have taken Perry Kitchen, one for one for Maddox. Yeah, I would just want it so I could play the Jonah Louis song. You'll always find me in the kitchen at parties. That makes sense. Hmm. Anyway, you are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio one hundred one point nine FM. Now it's time. My favourite part of the show is Wavelength Time. And we're going back to an old favourite, at least of mine. Have a feeling both of you are going to hate it. Have a feeling most of our listeners might hate it as well. I don't think so. If oh. it, I've listened to his stuff. Do you like... I thought you didn't like him. I did like him. I, th- oh. I watched the movie too. It was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this is Frank Sidebottom. We're, we're having a theme this month of songs about football teams. So we had Suggs Madness doing Blue Day for Chelsea last week. This is Frank Sidebottom with his Manchester City medley. Right, thank you, boss. Here we go. Uh, Frank Sidebottom's Manchester City medley starting like this. I love you, City. I do. I love you, 
city, I do. Oh, Tony, Tony Coleman. Ooh, ooh, Tony, Tony Coleman. Cause I'm living in a bigree wonderland. Oh, yes, it's like watching Brazil. It's just like watching Brazil. Oh, yes, it's just like watching Brazil. That team from South America. Here we go. Because in 66, Joe Mercer came and we went to Rotherham. And uh, we won one nil actually. And then back we came into Division 1. Since then, we've won the league and we've won the cup. And we've been to Europe too. That's abroad. And when we win the league this year, we'll sing this song to you. Oh, Niall Quinn's disco pants are the best. They go up from his knees to his chest. They are better than Adam and the Ants. That's Niall Quinn's, oh, Quinn's disco pants. Uwe, Uwe Rosala, Uwe, Uwe Rosala. And number one was Colin Bell. Number two was Colin Bell. And it goes on for ages. Number three and number four and number five and number six and number seven and number eight. Which is Colin Bell and number nine. And then you all go together. Oh, we all live in a sky blue stadium. A sky blue stadium. A sky blue stadium. You saw me standing alone. Oh, I've got Teddy feeling, I've got that Teddy feeling, a big fat banana and a big fat vest, a big fat banana and a big fat vest, oh I am not, I'm not really here, I am not, I'm not really here, just like a fan of the invisible man. Hold on, I've just got to uh, adjust What's my up? keyboard for this one. Oh. That's it. Hold on, here we go. Oh! Frank! Saviour of the universe! Da -da -da. Frank, you've only got uh, about ten more games to get promotion. And he says, I know, I've got my watch on. I'm only joking. A Frank Clark, king of the impossible. He's forever. Right, that's the end of that bit. And then it finishes with, hold on, let me just reset my keyboard. I've got a, oh no, there's no keyboard. I've got a heavy duty city lighter. You know I have. I'm really Everyone's favourite papier mache headed man, Frank Sidebot. That was a, sh a shocking impersonation of a wave like wave like Did song. anybody ever see his face for real or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody saw his no. face, right? Maybe close friends? 
<laughs> oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Chris Seavey was his real name. Oh. And he used to have a little puppet, which was of him, that he had in his hand. That was who he had in the background of the song, Little, little Frank. What do you call him, Little Frank? Little yeah. Frank. One, one of the chants in, in that song there was Niall Quinn's Disco Pants, which is a couple of other versions of that. There was one about Charlie Adams, the Glasgow Rangers player, the Celtic fans used to sing a song about his sister, mm. which I... Brought to Swanguard. I don't know if you remember that one, Zach. I remember because you, you just reminded me. Yeah, do you want me to no, say No, no, please. Please do not. Yeah. Please do not. Laura no, 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 you can no, 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 please, please. If you Google the Charlie Adams song, <laughs> it's very, very, very similar. Oh man! But what, what is your favourite football chant then? Like the curva, you're there with your your big megaphone. It's not that big. Ah, oh, your wife told me that. What do you like to shout into? It? What's your favourite? What gets um, you hard on a Saturday? Oh my god. Oh, man. You're going to edit all this out, right? No. <laughs> oh, man. Having time. No, what is your favorite cover song? Uh, we do. Uh, I like most of them. Huh. Uh, what, what That's are, a good one. Hmm. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them. It's like how he feels about the players. He likes most of them. <laughs> I like the one that uh, you guys do in the 90th minute. I don't know if you still do it. You, it's your ass. <laughs> that's, well, you well, like. that's, <laughs> that's how you like it. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah, because that's original. No one else sings that. I think the fire actually do sing it. What? But, but they they do it in a different way. Oh, oh. tonight we are we are caps. Yeah. Oh, so let's my the pitch favorite song was the Cowden Family, which I have worn yeah, the T-shirt yeah. before. You don't have to sing that either. Yeah, the tractor no. songs oh, was always a f- early favorite of mine when I heard. Oh, it. oh yes. going to Edmonton. That's yeah, fun. yeah. They come from there, look, Ellie. They have not got a telly. They're dirty and they're yeah, smelly. Okay. Yeah, the cow yeah, and family. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. We used to sing that in Swanger. Yeah. For, so well, I we, what, but. we were voted by BBC Radio Scotland <laughs> the best football Sco- Scottish football channel of all time. And we sang that live for 16 million people on a BBC show. They think it's all over. Check out the AFTN website, YouTube. That's our UK one. And you'll see it. I was going to do the You'll top- see me with hair. See if you can find me. I was thinking about doing the top That's five uh, chants that we uh, Southsiders don't do anymore. Oh, but I thought we. Laurie <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> pants. No, no, no. Oh, please, 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 please. Oh, the long tan ones. They were always fun. <laughs> different times, Zach. Different <laughs> times. Anyway, now it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. Man, anything to get, get over that. Seriously, you got to edit that out. That's a great chant. Uh, don't talk about editing out during the song because oh, people are going to know oh, yeah. Edit. yeah, that's true. Now we can't edit it. No, we can't it edit it. You've, yeah, you've you just ruined it. it. That's true. Anyway, you are listening to BC Soccer Web Headlines on the AFTN Soccer Show, brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for local, national and international news, links, photographs and a lot more. Make it part of your daily reading routine. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What have been catching those beautiful blue eyes of yours this week, Steve? I thought they were green last week. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so I co- always think your eyes are blue because oh. they remind me of a swimming pool. Oh, okay. I want to dive right into the bottom. 
update a couple updates from last week. Uh, Wayne Rooney's uh, the arrest he had at the airport. Uh, oh yeah, for, now the fat granny shag. They they found out what he what actually happened. He came back. He went to Saudi Arabia for a day trip. Apparently, because that's what you, As did. you do for, for yeah. like a race. There was a race or something. I don't know if it was a car horse race, race or a horse race. I'm not sure which one. He went there for a day trip. Maybe it was a car versus a horse. Ah. He, he, when he came back, he took uh, 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 prescribed sleeping pills. But then, because Saudi Arabia, I believe there's no alcohol allowed yes. in Saudi Arabia. When he got on the plane, he immediately started drinking as well. Yeah. So he was he was uh, like. Uh, disoriented he was when super, he came off the plane. Super intelligent. And then and then he disoriented off the plane. He was approached by a, a, a officer who thought he was drunk and was arrested. He basically paid $116 worth of fines and was released. And that's it. He's not, he, not going to receive any p- more yeah. punishment from anybody. Well, Saudi Arabia doesn't allow uh, drinking, but they do allow piracy. The, the Asian Cup organizers, uh, they are upset at Saudi Arabia's piracy of their TV broadcast for the Asian Cup. Um, they're, they're basically saying it's backed by Saudi Arabia government. It's a be out queue. Yes. Uh, which is. We've uh, talked about them before. Which is, uh, I guess they're taking, they're taking a piss out of BN. Yeah. Um, so, the, so they're basically uh, pirating it. Uh, the, the AFC, uh, the Confer- Confederation of Asia is saying that they've already instructed the council to take legal action in Saudi Arabia and is working with other sports bodies affected because they've done this to Champions League, to English, everybody basically they've done to. Um, so we'll see what happens out of there. I don't think anything's going to happen from it, from the sounds of it, because they're, it looks like they're protected by infantry. Well, they've done it for so long now, and it's like, you feel sorry, because it's like being, for for whatever you think about Qatar and all the the stuff around that, and being and things like that, they spent money to buy the rights, and then they're just being ripped off, and no one's doing anything about it. Yeah. What are you looking at on your phone there? I'm just sending a tweet. Okay. I hope it's not mattlaurie.com. No, because I'm what I do when I I look at mattlaurie.com cannot do in the studio. So uh, some international news. Uh, a, little, a little bit here. A Spanish league second division games will be shown on YouTube. They will be broadcasting their games with English commentary in more than 150 countries. La Segunda. Yeah. Back to North America. Indy Eleven. Uh, Martin Rennie's team, a coach team. Yep. Proposing a hundred a five hundred and fifty million dollar development that includes a stadium. It essentially is a twenty thousand seat outdoor soccer stadium. They, it looks like they're trying to go into MLS as mm. well, trying to become the thirty second team. Um eighty second team the way that things are going. Yeah, uh their their plan is to uh to have uh you know, in that area have a lodging, office, retail space, public spaces, underground parking structures and apartments. Uh, they're slated to ha- be ready for the 2022 season opener, and they're actually going to be surrounded by multiple apartment and office buildings, offering the tenants a view to the uh, of the field from their uh, from their windows. So it's almost like more season ticket holders. I mean, it, there, there's definitely a market in the area for an MLS team, but you have to feel they're way down the picking order. Well, it depends. Like I said, if they're going up to 32 or yeah. 30 or something. Then it could be a better chance of it happening. In news, uh, now, uh, also, obviously, the stadium, more stadium news. Columbus Cruise at Downtown Stadium. It looks like it will start construction this summer. Um, the incoming crew owner, D. Haslam, has said the team's plans are to start the construction 
of a $230 million downtown stadium. There'll also be uh, a part of this is their current place they're uh, playing in will be turned into like a public uh, stadium for public use. And they'll be revamping that as well as part of this. So it's good news for them, I guess. Although we don't like their coach anymore. Right? <laughs> He's a nice fellow. Now, the crew didn't have to say bye. Uh, but we are wishing a uh, fond farewell to uh, Mark F- Geiger. Fond? Oh, I just wanted Fond to might be a strong word. Is that an acronym? <laughs> <laughs> like pro. Fond. Yeah. Uh, F- I can get the first two letters. I can't F off. Yeah. <laughs> Numpty dickhead. Or? Yeah. Um, so they have announced, uh, Mark Geiger has announced that he's oh. retiring from uh, refereeing and he's been appointed as the director of senior okay. match officials with so Pro. from the Curva uh, Twitter account, we tweeted out, this feels like the blind leading the blind. Yes. Doesn't it? Like, this is ridiculous. Maybe he'll be better from uh, farther away from the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like, this is what I would do. And then they're like, okay, do the opposite. <laughs> Oh man, is well, he like? Is he forty? Like I know in in Europe, like you have to retire at forty five when you're like in Italy in the Bundesliga. Like when referee just forty five, you can't ref after that. How old is the dude? He's not that old. You can look it up. I if know, you want. look that up just now. There's some really old refs in the VMSL. Slightly different, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure some of them can outrun some of the players. In front, so. Um, so uh, well, Steve Kindle's still starting. Yeah, Geiger is obviously gone on his way out. Another person, another MLS player who uh, is still in limbo for going on the way out, is Miguel Almiron. Um, Newcastle has been told to up their offer. Atlanta values him at 30 million euros, which obviously would break the record um, for any every player. Uh, now, obviously not for a homegrown player. Yeah. Fonzo Davies still has that. Um, the agent claims that there's two to three clubs in England, in addition to clubs from Germany, Italy, and Spain that are interested. Did, did that article talk about his wage demands? No. That did you hear own. what they are? No. <laughs> Hundred thousand pounds a week, but that's 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 typical. Pretty cheap if you, for like the yeah. English Premiership. No, no, uh, no, no, it is. It is okay. I've heard of players that are ex- exponentially better than him who are not on that much. Now, if it's if it's if his wish is for if his asking price is hundred thousand, maybe he's expecting seventy five. Maybe he's asking for hundred because he wants to get seventy five. Yeah, you, you always, always ask for what you can't get. Yeah. Some other news in. Uh, like how we just long for some <laughs> some competency from the Whitecaps FO? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So MLS... That's uh, one thing. Other transactions in MLS that happened this week uh, Ooh, that we didn't touch on. Oh, yeah, talking off. Minnesota signs uh, Oswaldo and Lonzo after selecting him off waivers yeah. to a TAM deal. He was a free agent, but I think they, they kind of circumvented that. Man, how is he getting a TAM? a risk. Yeah, how is he getting the TAM? Yeah. I I mean, think- he, he's, done, he's done great in the league. I would have had him here a couple of seasons ago. I have a feeling it might be I, a t- the liked, honey badger. You like I've liked the. I think I th- it's a two year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I think the yeah. first year is Tam, the second year isn't. So it might be like where he gets his money up front. Um, how, okay, how old is he? What's his actual age? 34, something yeah, like that. And Mark he, Geiger's 44, by the way. Oh, okay. So he's close to. To death. <laughs> Liam Ridgewell uh, isn't yep. staying with Portland. The, he's the old, mutu- I'll wipe my arse with money. Uh, he's mutually agreed to part ways with Portland. Yes. 
uh, player that definitely is not coming is Benny Fellhaber. He is signing Ooh. with Colorado. Yes. Now he sent Twitter in a hissy fit. Yes, uh, some folks thought he was coming here with Icapara for some weird reason. Like he basically said, yeah, uh, going on a plane at twelve o'clock, and I went on the LAX uh, <laughs> website to see what where everything was departing. No direct flights to Vancouver at that time. But then so he, I knew it wasn't going to happen. He said his fun was spoiled by someone from MLS Soccer breaking where he was going and mm. the deal, and it's like. Let the guy have a bit of fun. Got to break the story. Ah, I hate that. So a couple of news mentions in Canada. Um, Canadian women will uh, start playing in Spain and Portugal in pre-World Cup tests. In Spain, they'll be playing Switzerland and Norway. And then they'll move to the Algarve Cup in Portugal, where they're facing uh, Scotland and Iceland. Before I like it. Scotland? And then they'll be obviously playing just the, for you. The, they'll be playing the final match, uh, a third match to determine the final ranking. Sumon pour vous. So that's uh, good. Good for them to get Is that starting the head on coach, that. Uh, one of the teams? Now, last bit of news: Canadian oh. Championship, a new format. So, yes. Wait, best of luck to the, this, the Canadian women's national team. Yeah, I already said. Hopefully, that. it's a great, great <laughs> setup for the World Cup. So, uh, the, Scotland, the Canadian Championship. Um, it's a Voyagers Cup. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the Canadian Championship in which the Voyagers Cup is presented so as the call, trophy. Called the Voyagers Cup. It's the Canadian Championship. It's better than calling it the Amway Cup. It's the like AFTN so Canadian Championship. <laughs> I think some people still call it the Amway Cup, some of the broadcasters. Well, I'm, I'm going to start just referring to it as AFTN Canadian Championship and see if it catches on. Get some free sponsorship out of it. <laughs> so it's not a great So the format. Voyagers Cup schedule, let's yeah. talk about that. It is awful. Yeah. In my opinion, you may have read my rant, 1,800 words. Someone on Reddit said, didn't read too long. They said every time I put something out on the AFT. <laughs> it was a long article. I did say that in my tweet, but uh, I just, it seems so simple. Yeah. You've got 13 teams, three of them are MLS, 10 are not. Those 10 play a game, you get down to five, you integrate the three MLS teams, you then have eight. And then you have your straight knockout after that. Yeah. It's surely too simple. It seems too logical. Although, one of the rumours floating around was that all three MLS teams wanted to buy to the semi-finals, which would have meant there was only one other place available for the other teams. Yeah, they can just shut so up. this yeah. was a compromise. Yeah. But it, what the compromise? The TFC got it. Because as defending champions, they can... Which is it? Which is it? Which is it? Okay, we, we knew the changes were coming to the... To the competition, there are more teams. There's going to be oh, changes, yeah. but the change. Just looking forward but, to it. But the change of ordering the MLS clubs, not based on the results from the year before, is a dis- is a disappointing one. So you're now giving the winners a, d- a double bonus: the Champions League and the best seed next year. Which, to be honest, I don't mind that being the criteria, but it had never been announced. Yeah, that's if stuff you, like that. Exactly. If you me. knew that the year before yeah. going, that would be fine. But when you don't know, and then you, it's like, oh yeah. TFC, it's our favorite. Okay, yeah. we'll 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 give them the extra. We'll let them play. At, well, what the, then then in their their heads, they're justifying by being like, oh, they're gonna have to play at least two Concacaf games this year, Concacaf Champions League games here. So we don't want to overburden them because you saw what happened last year when they got overburdened with those six extra yeah. games. Montreal is gonna end up with five games in fifteen days. So how's that fair on that club? I mean, I hate Montreal, but uh, the team, not the city. <laughs> Although I wasn't that fond of the city either. Quebec City I loved. Old Quebec, yeah. Really hope that they can get a team in the CPL. But I digress, as usual. Well, there were rumours about this week about Laval. Oh, Laval, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so, the, yeah. so th- uh, there's a couple of things in your article. The 
um, yeah, that I, I totally agree with you on the the it should have been the ten, and then you go quarterfinals from there. I, the, the home and away, the home and away. The only thing I would say about the home and away, although I agree with you, cup games it's more exciting when it's knock knockout. Uh, obviously, in this country, it's a very difficult place to travel. I, I, I honestly, yeah. I, I honestly wish that it would be an open draw, like a truly open draw, not I, regionalized. I'd love that too. I can understand. Is if, it going to be regionalized? Uh, I, I think. You think it will? I think. It will I think be. in the, the first couple of years, re- regionalizing may, is better for sense. everybody at this point. And, and I would be okay with Steve if they tell us that. In the yeah. same way that the CPL came in and said, "Oh, look, our desire is to do." Pro rel down the road. Yeah, we know it's not going to happen in year two or five or three or whatever. Yeah. So they they I feel it would be nice if someone came out and said that. Steve, exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. But for the first couple of years, it's going to be regional, and then later we're planning on doing an open, totally open draw. That gives the White Cats a huge advantage because you've got TFC, Montreal, and Ottawa, three existing clubs in the East, and yeah. then just the White Caps. With all these Isn't new U- teams, U.S. Open Cup that's regionalized. It's regionalized yeah. as well, yeah. but, it, but for it, me, that it, kind of spoiled it a bit. It, as yeah, well. it's re- it, and it's regionalized, and that's exactly what happened, Steve. The first few years, it was exciting. I yes. went to those Seattle Portland games; they were exciting. Like, I there went was to a, Seattle Kitsap. There was a lot on the lines, but then, but then, Steve, it kind of, it kind of got stale because yeah. it was yeah. the same teams yeah, every it's, year. It has got stale. They do at least allow the PDL and the NPSL and amateur teams in. I knew you were going to which say that. is what I would. My dream is. For the Canadian Championship to do that, and I, I get the argument that some of the teams they let in might then not have players yes. if they were to qualify for the Champions League. The chance of that is so remote, and you're not telling me if a BCT Rovers Tigers United or a TSS Rovers made it to the Champions League, they're not going to somehow yeah. be able to find players. Totally, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I would love to see the PDL teams in Canada in it. But I also kind of long long term don't want those teams to be in the PDL long term. No, I don't either. But for them to make the jump, they have to make it more accessible. Franchise fees, I hate. It just just have it open. If you want to have a football team, get a football team in there. I know they're doing it for stability because they don't want the clubs to fold. And yes, in England and the non-league pyramid, clubs go out of business all the time. And you, well, you saw even in the U.S. Open Cup in the last year or two. With teams that went on runs, they they had to like go fund me to get to the yeah. games or oh pay, yeah for, pay, yeah that Maryland was a Maryland team yeah. or they had yeah because one of the amateur teams got quite far prefer, yeah or maybe they played DC in Maryland or something and they had to like fundraise all their yeah. costs to get there and stay there and all that kind of stuff. It's great that they've opened it up. I enjoy that. I just feel they could. I just feel as my article said, it's a giant missed opportunity. I because it adds it adds basically two games. It adds an extra round too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unnecessary throughout. And that's oh, the whole so, thing. There's about so cups. many games this year. Yeah. This was my argument. Around the world, like the FA Cup, the big teams don't care about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're always saying oh, there's too many games because if you draw the early rounds, there's yeah. replays, etc., yeah. etc. So they, the, C, the CSA is like, hey, let's just give these teams lots of extra games. Yeah. Now, obviously, we haven't seen the schedule. So this might work out perfectly well, we've seen for, the dates. No, for the CPL. Sorry, oh, right, we haven't right, seen right. the CPL schedule. So this might actually work perfectly for these CPL teams. These might be bye weeks or a quiet week in the CPL schedule. Yeah, they might have given them like no, a summer break. It, or yeah, something. it'll be a midweek game though. 
Yeah, they're, those ones. Yeah, but the, they might not have the weekend games there. or something. Oh, yeah, right. Know. right, right the, the one thing I, I actually I would have been okay with a hybrid too, because even if they went with the the ten playoff for the five spots, if those would have been home and away. Oh yeah, and, the, and then you get yeah. again to the quarterfinal. And that's single. Yeah, that, that might have been good. With a then, fair draw as well, so that yes. the MLS teams aren't necessarily at home. Yes, because you kind of want them not totally. To be. Oh, sir, when I say open draw, yeah. I mean open. You can oh, play anyone, yeah. and the and the the host is by draws. I well. mean, I think everyone. Well, maybe not everyone, but I think a vast majority of people listening to this show would love to see the Whitecaps take on Pacific FC in Victoria or travel to Calgary to see them play Cavalry FC. Totally. That's fantastic. We still might, but we'll have to see what happens. And, and that leg might be the first leg, and therefore you won't see a winner on that yeah. for that traveling occasion. It's also not an incentive. We, we've wanted the MLS teams to prioritize this competition and play strong yeah. teams. This is not an incentive to do that. Well, but if you listen to Mark DeSantis, he says this is going to be... Jimmy Savians. No, this no, this is going to be no full squad rotation, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to take it seriously. Well, that's good to know. We'll talk to him about that next Monday. That is it, though, for tonight's episode of the AFTN Soccer Show. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. For me, it's at Zachary, at, sorry, at Zachary AM, and I'm a part of the Movement Curve Collective. I'm Michael McCoy. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada, on Instagram at AFTN Soccer. AFTN.ca is our website. We do our stuff on that. You can probably find me as well at mattlaurie.com. Although I can't seem to get through to that just now. I just tried. I think their their proxy server is down or something, but I, I missed that site. That was fun. Had a lot of happy memories visiting that site. But anyway, until next time, thank you so much for listening to our nonsense as always. Maybe we'll have a Whitecap signing to talk about next weekend. Probably not. Anyway, until then, take care and mourn the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. Yeah.